Rooted in Revenue with your host today, Susan Finch. I recently sat down with Matt Hines of Hines Marketing. He is a podcast host. He is a very seasoned professional that has always come from the heart with his success and the heart has driven his success, his integrity, his professionalism, his skills, of course, but all of it is the full package. And he and I have had conversations before about looking back, what has brought us to where we are today in those stories. So we want to share some of that with you guys to maybe help you learn a little bit more about how your stories start early on. They start when you're little, they start when you're in elementary school, in middle school, continue on into high school, you bring them forward with you. And when you can learn to look at those stories, embrace them, enjoy them, celebrate them and share them, you open up an opportunity for others to do the same with you. And that's part of what we're trying to learn here. It isn't just podcasting. It's about communication and about gaining the confidence to be able to say where you're at, say how you're feeling and listen truly listen to others to hear what they're saying as well. This conversation makes it clear that middle schoolers aren't the only ones lacking these skills. Many professional, very bright adults who are making large sums of money and representing our companies struggle as well. I wanted to share the conversation with you because it may spark ideas, workshops, or conversations you could have with your team or your family about communication, speaking, and more importantly, listening. Recently, I was invited to work with a tech team to help them gain confidence in communicating clearly, advocate for themselves. They have such huge tech skills, but were missing out on opportunities because they couldn't communicate in a way that would show prospects they'd be easy to work with and that the team would understand their needs without being condescending. We used podcasting as a way to get everyone comfortable. The team was distracted by the mechanics of it all and all grew comfortable focusing on that aspect. Whatever it takes, doesn't matter to me. We all need to get more comfortable in our own skin right where we are today, even with our messy past. I hope you enjoy my visit with my friend, Matt Hines. Yeah, there's so many really great skills that I think they're involved there. One is just um, if you learn how to ask good questions and sort of a strategy for just being able to do it on the fly, you also become better in social situations, which means you have more confidence in social situations, which means you don't shy away from those. And we all know that like getting in there, having those, you know, going to the networking event, talking to doing the small talk at a party, like opportunities are created there. Friendships are created there. Relationships are created there. So to have, especially a group of people that like, are maybe less likely to get out in the neighborhood and more likely to sort of network with friends on their screens to have that kind of skills important. But the other side of that is like the, the active listening that you mentioned, right? To really sort of have a conversation that is about and for the other person that provides a ton of value and benefit for you, right? Um, right. So I think that's the very symbiotic and that is not, I don't know where else people learn that. It's an interesting thing. My, you know, our daughter used to get frustrated at the dinner table when she wanted mm -hmm. to tell a story, but mainly what she wanted to do was monologue. Mm -hmm. And if we interrupted or interjected or wanted to jump in because something sparked a conversation, she did yeah. not handle it well. She was expecting us to take turns. Oh, okay. <clears throat> like you do with text, like you do with Snapchat, like you do with those things. Yeah. Where it's a back and forth, but turns. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And that isn't how life works. And to be able Mm -hmm. to roll with that and enjoy the spontaneity. That's right. There's that balance between listening and you're just sitting there and listening. Yeah. Yeah. But also welcoming the interjections and being comfortable with that. Yeah. It's a skill. I mean, and you can use such thing is you could use the podcast format as a way of teaching that and that becomes sort of an output as well right and so i mean i know a lot of people that you know they do a podcast for content but you know they're like us they strategically invite people that they think could be prospects right and that becomes so i think there's i don't know i think i think you're really onto something just in terms of giving kids some practical communication skills but also just filling the gap of some social skills um, that may not be naturally happening when social interactions are happening on a screen pointing to like a screen down here with the Xbox, like our kids play with other kids all the time, but it's so different if you're just on a computer versus in person. And if you're going to go into the workplace and be working remotely from your basement, as opposed to in an office, you lose those sort of opportunities for social interaction and having to put on pants and doing all the things, you know, um uh so i i think i think you're i think you're really onto something i'm excited at the thought of kids having more confidence to advocate for themselves mm-hmm. and learn how to communicate the elementary school that our kids attended was k through eight it's the only mm-hmm. one in the district and when they got to high school it was a parent who attended that school mm-hmm. public school yeah but they were, were so comfortable because they were there for so long Mm-hmm. And they engaged with the teachers and the admins and everybody else, encouraged them to ask questions, to buck mm-hmm. respectfully, yeah. to bring their problems. And so these kids, as they got to high school, were asked by their peers from other schools, hey, can you help me talk to so-and-so about this? Mm-hmm. How do I approach a teacher? How do I approach a counselor? How do I approach a coach? Mm-hmm. And they have those skills. Yeah. <clears throat> and they're super comfortable to where my kids can plop, you know, and all their peers can plop into any party situation, any graduation mm-hmm. party, any gathering mm-hmm. and strike up a conversation with adults. Yeah. And strangers. Yeah. 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 That's huge. It's huge to know how to do it. It's huge to have the skills to do it. And I think part and parcel of that is the confidence to do it, which allows you to do it successfully and a lot and helps you not avoid it. I'm a socially anxious person um, and a bit of an introvert. And so without having some of that skill and experience, whether it's a podcast or something else, you feel like you're winging it. And when you're winging it, you're just, you don't feel confident and you don't want to do it. And you just try to avoid it. Right. So I'm on board with whatever it needs. Thanks. I wanted to talk about the, the ability, because the hindsight's easy for us as adults, you know, as seasoned adults that we can look back and see our stories. Like I was able to do with Paul. I want these kids to realize that some of the bumps and things that you talk about it, Chris and Corey talk about it all the, you know, it's building trust. And part of when we build trust with others is by being vulnerable and willing to talk about when we messed up, when it didn't go right, learning to laugh at ourselves and to pull a lesson from it. Well, what'd you learn from it? And I know at One Spark Academy, they teach, well, what'd you learn from it? for mm-hmm. everything that doesn't go exactly as you hoped to apply that and so i wanted to get your take and advice you know you have children and as they come into you know the middle school world and things how do we help them to know that 
it's okay to have these stories. And maybe you already have a few stories from when you were little. Maybe they're the stories you always tell new people. Maybe it's the stories that your parents tell about you. You know, the ones that make them laugh sometimes might embarrass you a little bit, but maybe mm-hmm. that would allow somebody else to tell their story. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm an open book on that stuff. I'm a soup. I'm an open book. I think um, maybe too open sometimes. Like I think, especially having been in EO now for 10 years where you just, you know, you open up and you find that va- and you get value in sharing it. You get value in what people reciprocate in terms of their shared experiences. I, I shared something kind of personal, private yesterday in our leadership meeting that I was kind of embarrassed to bring up. And, and I had a couple of people say like, yeah, me too. You know, um, and so to be able to sort of be vulnerable, I think we're, you know, you know, there's a lot of things that I think we've lost us old people have lost by not being in the office by not having some of that formal culture. But I think being there's something about being remote, something about seeing each other sort of, you know, with the shit behind us, it's just allows us to be a little more authentic and willing to sort of share some of those things. And I think kids today lean into that a little bit and with given a little encouragement and by having other people show by example makes it seem more safe and more okay. Yeah. I thought about the idea of to get used to storytelling and there's that old exercise to teach about speaking, to get rid of your ums and ahs, you know, here's a pencil, this pencil is yellow and telling the story about the pencil Mm -hmm. to, I thought a great exercise would be to invite these kids to let's set up in a room that you are comfortable in tell me about what's in the room. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's on the wall? What's on the table? Mm -hmm. You know, tell me about your space. Yeah. And then, you know, let's go around the room and do that. Because I think that, as you were just saying, that intimacy of inviting, it's like having company over. I'm going to have you in my house. Come on in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a lot different than we mean a neutral ground of the office. That's right. This is very different. Yeah. Yeah. And so what advice, you know, we know that the angst of middle school, mm-hmm. the social awkwardness, and some of the kids that are homeschooled or at charter schools are there for a reason. And it might be because they have some of those anxieties. Mm-hmm. It also might be because they have health issues that limit how frequently they can have a steady academic career. Perhaps maybe they're actors or musicians mm-hmm. and they need to be able to have the the flexibility of their schedule so they don't fit into the typical mold yeah and so they don't identify with the kids in their neighborhood they don't identify with the people they're running into all the time do you have advice regarding stories and vulnerability that you would want to give to your kids yeah yeah i think um for example you know i've got a ninth grade daughter and a seventh grade son homesick today and you know middle school has not gotten better since we were in middle school if anything it's gotten worse with social media and everything else and so helping them through that not by like being a helicopter dad but by listening by kind of making letting them know like i faced a lot of stuff like the the worst years of school for me were middle school seventh and eighth grade specifically um like it's not i'm not gonna can't make it any easier but you know let you know that you're not alone um and you've got you your your love before you go to school your love when you come home and you know you've got support and advocates there and i think to be able to share some of those stories of what i dealt with so that they will open up about what they're dealing with so it's a little less like dad doesn't understand me there's no way that he understands me or like what i'm feeling is unique or just me or it's all about it's all my problems 
So, you know, I, I think the, the general theme to me is whether I'm talking to a kid or a student or a mentee or just another business leader, marketing leader, whatever, is just to be my authentic self and to accept and sometimes celebrate the things I'm not good at or the the things that uh that make me a less than sort of perfect person or less, you know, like whatever is because everyone's got those. Um, and even the most successful people in the world have those. Um, we did a CMO. We had a session. We had like a couple hundred chief marketing officers on a Zoom call. And these are like, I mean, by definition, like you're leading marketing at a company. You're, you're successful. You've had a successful career. And there's some name brand people that are serially successful marketing leaders. And like 95% of them have imposter syndrome. Like 95% of them say, like, I don't belong here. I don't feel like I belong here. I feel like I am a fraud half the time. I've talked to people that are name brands in the Seattle area, like business leaders that are in the news a lot, and they say the same thing, you know? And so if they feel that way, is it okay for you to feel that way? And if they've been successful with that, can you be successful too? My son has um, pretty severe ADHD. Um, I'm the only neurotypical person in my family, like my wife, my three kids, they've all got a combination of ADHD, dyslexia, Nick's a little dysgraphic as well. And it's not an affliction. It's a superpower. Like you go oh, my daughter to... hates it when I say that. She says, you say that one more time, mom, I'm just going to reach through the phone and pinch you. I said, Can I tell is... you how many people in like EO, like entrepreneurs in Seattle, the majority of them have that superpower. It's yeah. because you think differently. You don't accept what the world is designed to say you have to accept because you think of the world a different way. You, you work the world a different way. And that is what is going to create success and opportunity for you. Um, and I think like whether it's imposter syndrome or social anxiety or ADHD or whatever the what's wrong with me, why am I this way? Because Well, I mean, for me, I'm like, because that's how God made you. Right. And that's he gave you these superpowers. And maybe you're Peter Parker. Maybe you just got bought by the by, by the spider and you don't know how to use these superpowers yet. That's fine. But you have gifts. Yeah. Right. And there are a lot of other people in the world that have gifts like that. Some never really bothered to figure out what to do with them. Others intentionally, unintentionally, you know, fell into doing something with it and are very successful. Like my wife is dyslexic and ADHD. Like she paid for most of her education. She paid for most of our weddings. She has a master's degree and is a super successful reading teacher now. Right. So you do whatever you want. Anyway, I'm off going off soapbox now. <laughs> but it is true. And I didn't even know that there for how I have always been. I look at one of my English teachers in high school. She was with me in middle school and then went across with us when we went to high school. And she used to allow me to go to the front of the classroom and like dance around the room because that's how I had to function. Yeah. And I was successful, but she embraced it and just went with it because to her, it just didn't matter. She says, okay, so what? And I never knew there was something happening with me until my daughter was diagnosed with ADHD. She says, you know where I got it, right? I don't know what you're talking about. She said, oh, mom, please. She says, do I need to like have my therapist call you? <laughs> and so I was talking to my doctor and she said, if you want meds, you can have meds, but you've done, you know, 50 plus years without them. Yeah. She says, yeah. it's up to you. Yeah. And she said, I think you're just fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She says, we just have to get you sleeping more because you can't shut your head off. But other than yeah. that. 
Yeah, I uh, I mean, back to just the idea of, I mean, not only helping people see that they're okay and see and helping people see and accept and realize and believe that they're special, but giving them the skills and the experience to communicate that and to communicate with others and to articulate things and to hear other people's stories and to share those stories with others. Because sometimes just collecting those stories and sharing those stories is, is itself a gift. Right. Um, to others. Like I had a number of people after that meeting on imposter syndrome, a number of people reached out afterward and said, I had no idea how prevalent this was. Like I assumed other people had it, but I thought I was in the vast minority and it's the opposite. I mean, what does that mean? Like you still feel it, but if you feel it and know that nine and a half out of 10 people also feel it, it's not as scary. It's, it's, it now feels like something you can manage. Well, and relate um, it's just to others. You can relate to others too. You're not thinking that you have to hide that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is a meat, you know, it's a, yeah, I got that too. Yeah. I you know Chris and Chris Beale and Corey Frank, one of the things they love talking about is the top, their best salespeople mm -hmm. are introvert ADHD dyslexics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're the most powerful salespeople that they have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they are able to adapt. They've learned to work with it. Mm -hmm. and use it to their advantage yeah and well, i think hard. sometimes the the introverts are the are the more natural listeners because yes. they don't want to chime in <laughs> they don't want to be the center of the meeting or the story or the message so they learn a lot more they hear a lot more um my ninth grader daughter we we always joke with her says she's got barn owl ears because she can hear, she can probably hear this conversation from school two miles away, but she can be up, upstairs, the other part of the room, and she, she'll chime in on something that we're talking about in the kitchen because <laughs> she's listening. She's just quiet. She's listening and she's noticing and observing. And I think people think of like doing a podcast or doing communication. Oh, this is just you talking. No, no, no. The less I talk, the better if I've got an interesting person on the other side of this. That is true. I think we miss out sometimes when we're trying to make it equal or whatever it is i mean for those of us that are podcast hosts we have people mm -hmm. on because i want to learn something yes right i want to hear a story and i'm hoping that whatever intrigued me enough to invite you not just that you're a prospect but usually it's you're intriguing yeah and how can i share what you know yeah with others that could benefit from your story from if we each just got two tips from one pod you know from each episode we listened to Wow, that's a lot to gather. Yeah, I just honestly, um, usually if I can get like one idea and then you kind of chew on that and that generates like two or three other questions that maybe you're maybe you're not, you can't answer. And then if you take, don't just like wrestle with it here, put it out in the universe, like put it in Slack, put it on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. like ask it on your next podcast and see who responds to that, what they respond with. I do like the idea of having them embrace where they are right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to begin to see it as building of their story, the building yeah. of the story they're going to want to tell. I mean, I know I have about a, I've gathered about a dozen stories in my head mm -hmm. from my life going back to when I was a child that I can reframe, adjust, adapt, extend, embellish sometimes, enhance mm -hmm. to fit a situation to bring home a valuable point. Mm-hmm. And the more of those we can begin to notice and gather. Yeah. I don't know. How do you feel about that part of it? Um, 
good. I think that, you know, maybe not, I don't know if everyone's going to be as comfortable leaning in on that, but I think you'll find people that will. It's a slow process to build it mm -hmm. because first you have to recognize you have stories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. thought, I thought a cool thing would be for these kids to interview an adult or a parent they're close mm -hmm. to, yeah. to ask them about at their age where they are. Yeah. What was an uncomfortable moment? Yeah. What was something you can look back on now and know it was a, a learning point? One of the, um, one of the things I've learned through EO is like when we meet as a What's you know, EO? Uh, entrepreneur organization so it's um think of it like visage but it's kind of like it's okay. exclusively you have to be an entrepreneur your business has to be of a certain size to be in it okay um and one of the anchor points of eo is meeting in these groups of 10 that you sort of have it has a you meet every month in this structured meeting and it's your forum it's an entirely confidential meeting and you go deep on all kinds of stuff personal professional everything and when you do your update like every you come with an update on what's like top bottom five percent of your life and um, before you explain what it, the issue is, you start with your feelings about it. So you don't say, here's the issue and here's how I'm feeling. You say, I have feelings of X, Y, and Z because of this thing going on in my life. And so I think though, because <clears throat> those feelings often sort of drive why something is top or bottom 5%, um, kind of pulling that out can make for really interesting stories and can help people pinpoint the stories that matter the most that, that are the most meaningful as well you know what's something in your childhood that you know what's a bottom five percent that you think has impacted your life what's the top five percent what are the feelings that were associated with it that are still associated with it um that can be pretty powerful but can and i would think too when you start with the feelings for that you start to identify patterns yeah that there's a there'll be recurring themes for the yeah. top five and the bottom five. That's right. That's right. And some people may not even realize that, right? It's just start going through those and you say, okay, here's these things that I were in my childhood and my feelings were X, Y, and Z. It's funny, like the last the last forum meeting we had, um, you can share a mix of like personal, professional, and then um sorry, per professional family and personal and you can do all professional all personal i had one of each and my list of feelings were exactly the same for all three groups you know one was intensely personal one was a family thing and one was a you know a work thing and like the consistency in terms of the feelings was interesting that is interesting mm -hmm. i love getting to know people at a deeper level mm -hmm. and that might be the same. introvert in me too i want a big juicy conversation oh yeah it's much more interesting it's it's more interesting conversation to have it's much more interesting you know, not everyone's willing to go to that level. Um, there are people that join EO that really belong in Vistage because a Vistage is more about, it's about just like being a, being a business leader and the challenge right. of getting a business. Being an EO, you talk about feelings, you talk about personal shit, you get into all kinds of things that you wouldn't elsewhere. Not everyone's willing to go there. Right. Um, but it's so much more fulfilling. I feel like I'm such a better human for embracing and allowing that level of vulnerability and learning from others that are doing it too so right. um i appreciate the time matt thank you yeah, and anytime let me know if there's validation. anything else as you keep working on this um keep me in the loop on how it develops and if there's anything else i can help with please let me know great i will thank you so much right. bye matt yep. see you bye never miss an episode 
Check out rootedinrevenue.com and subscribe on the site to get weekly updates of when new episodes come out. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. So go subscribe. We'll get you all the information you need to do your best with marketing and your online presence.